Welcome to the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. You're joining the hosts, Callum and Andrew, live from a garage. Cold one, too. It is a bit chilly tonight, isn't it, Andrew? I've got a blanket over me and everything. You do. (laughs) You know what? In that camping chair and that blanket, (laughs) you look like you've been at the Scotland-Zimbabwe T20. Uh, this camping chair looks more comfortable than it the It does, seat. to be fair. <laughs> it does. You've also got some folded up wooden chairs in this garage. They look more comfortable. Um, t- uh, many things look more comfortable <laughs> than that seating. Yeah. I have got some of that plastic seating just behind the garage, but obviously can't see that because it's outside. Andrew caters for 25 in his garden, apparently. Um, I actually, I think I've probably got seating for more than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Six, ten, twenty... Uh, yeah, twenty five is probably about right. Twenty five. Uh, I do want to build a bench though. Oh, right. Um, well, what just to get another tenant? Yeah, that? yeah. Just to uh, yeah, get the lads in. Get get the boys round. <laughs> get the boys round. I don't know that many, but uh, I know. I'll do it. That's. So, uh, yeah. I I don't know that many either. <laughs> That's, so anyway, where are we going? I don't know. We're we're in the garage, mate, and not the nightclub. So you know. Yeah. Anyway, another week. More cricket to discuss. More cricket, yes. Some Scottish cricket to discuss. Yeah, obviously we discussed the first 2020 against Zimbabwe last week where Scotland had got off to a flyer. Um, That series was completed over the weekend. And And unlike the um, popular song, the only way was not up at Transpires. It wasn't. Two decent performances from Scotland until the end of both of them. Yeah. On, I think to be perfectly honest, I think Scotland should have won the series three nothing. I mean, I I can only really go off sort of scorecards and things for number two, um, because I was at a wedding, um, yeah. and I mean the ceremony was sort of under it was at half two of the ceremony, so I mean, yeah, it just was not acceptable to be watching. Um, and then I had drinking to do. Yeah, so. our our group chat was very, or our WhatsApp chat was very one sided that evening. I know <laughs> it was just me sending updates and just going. There's not even a blue tick. He's not even reading them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I just as a side track, like did the most Scottish thing when I got there. They were pouring out glasses of prosecco, and I mean the prosecco was god awful. But they were pouring them out, and uh, my cousin and my wife had taken them. I sort of said to him, I was like, look, mate, that's a bit empty there. Can you, can you top that up? <laughs> <laughs> to which the family were like, you can tell he's the Scottish one. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, it's got to be done. <laughs> I mean, two sides, it's alcohol and it's free. So yeah, you know, I need to get more out of it. Yeah, so, I can. Um, I say that as someone who actually hasn't drank a drop of alcohol for nearly 12 months. Well, it's okay. I've been drinking enough for both of us. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, to be honest, aside from seeing the scorecard, really don't know much. So you're kind of on your own for, for number two. Uh, another good performance by Barrington, who you performed in all three games. Yep. Um, Lee got some runs again, I think, at the bottom of the order. Was he not... Quick fire twenty odd. Was that in the last or did he do that in both? I thought he did that in both games. No, I think you're, no you're right. I think you're right. Um and he actually bowled really well through the whole series, Michael Leesk. I was really impressed with his bowling. Um and as we go into Oman and the UAE uh with spinning tracks, that's a very good sign that he's yeah, in decent form. It's good it's good to see. Um because I think that's maybe 
was a bit of a sort of question. I think we all knew he could hit the ball a long way, but sort of, is he able to be a sort of genuine spin bowling option? And certainly on the back of what I saw during the series, it certainly looked like it. Certainly backs himself to I, um, for the cricket club that we play at, um, I uh, interviewed him for the, the YouTube channel over the summer. Um and he certainly sees himself as an all-rounder, a genuine all-rounder, um, and clearly works very hard on his bowling as well. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I know he does. He, he and you know, it's certainly domestically, and it, you know, he's bowled plenty of overs for Scotland. Yeah. It's like it's not like he never bowls, but um, he was Scotland's best spinner across the three T twenties. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, I thought what was a little disappointing. I expected a bit more of him, um, but hopefully. I mean, he is Scotland's premier spinner and has justified that over the, the last few years. Yeah. Um, it was maybe a little surprising that Hamza didn't get a run out, given yeah, that yeah, had what had been a little bit below par, um, unless they were just trying to find some form for him, I, I don't know. But they, they seem to have plenty of bowling options as well. If Washington maybe could have not played a seamer and gone just... Seems a bit odd when we're away to go to turn and decks to not at least give him one game. Particularly when the seamers that were playing probably aren't going to play. Like, for me, Safi gets in to the team. Yeah. Well, actually, even does he? Well, yeah, but, but he's I the most... He's, again, he's probably, of the three... He's the one that's going to get a game. Four, four. Is Gavin Main even in the... World Cup squad. I don't think he is. I think he's the one that drops out when the other two come in, is he not? I wasn't even sure because I know, I remember looking at it, it shows how prepped we are for this. I remember looking and thinking that Chris Soule probably dropped out. No, I originally. mean, well, I mean, because the, they, they announced three squads at the same time. Right. Um, And I think he drops out after these T20s. I'm not sure he even goes for the. Right, okay. Yeah. But no, I would, agree, I would agree with you on the Seamer front. I can't see any way. That um, Davy and Wheel aren't coming in straight yeah. into the lineup. So, yeah. So um, even um, Sharif is a, a probably 50 50 at best as to him actually playing. Yeah. Uh, I would think. I think the fact he can bat helps that because. But so can Josh Davy. Well, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. It's, <laughs> as it's, he showed in the, the blast semi final over the weekend. Yeah. So, it's. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll probably depend on conditions. If if it is that much of a turning track, then... I just think not. you have to... Looking at the wider picture, no one knows more about what pitches are being prepared than the Indian board. And you look at the squad that they've named for the T20 World Cup and they've got, what, five frontline spinners in their 15? Yeah. So maybe even more than that. It, it's, it's a ludicrously spin-heavy squad. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the quality of the Indian white ball spinners is pretty phenomenal, though, as well. So uh, it is, but it gives you an indication. They've also got quality seam bowlers. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think they're a better. They're, bizarrely, I think they're a better red ball seam attack than necessarily a white ball seam attack, though. But I do, I, I do disagree t- with that. I, I get, I get your point, yeah. though. I do get your point. It's yeah, you just have to look at that to see we're going to have turning tracks. It's not like they're short of options if they wanted to go seam heavy. They have the players there that they could have gone seam heavy if they felt that was yeah, the right thing to or do. at least just seem balanced because yes, because yeah. it's not even. <laughs> <laughs> like they've only got two. Yeah, I think so from memory. So it's um, yeah. 
So no, it's uh, it's an interesting one, but um, I don't think um, Ali Evans certainly on the base of the third T Twenty necessarily set himself up. Too yeah, it's well. a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't have a great game towards the end there, um, but he came up against Milton Jumba, who he had he had two fantastic innings. He sort of kept. Zimbabwe with a chance in the first game. Um, yep. Although Scotland did a fantastic job of keeping him off strike towards the end of that game, which is what won it. Um, but then, yeah, he, he rescued the third game completely with some outrageous hitting. Oh, I, I don't get me wrong. He looks like an absolute find for Zimbabwe. Yeah, and, uh, it was when the, he came off at the end and the commentators mentioned that he's only 20 years old. And you thought, oh, that this kid's good. Yeah. <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of seeing the the guy for was it Bermuda? No, um, is it? Please yeah, county cricket. Um, oh, that's terrible. Should remember his name, but and and it was that kind of thing. It was young the guy you mean. young lad just hitting the ball really cleanly. There um, was one he hit um, onto the road on the sort of park side yeah. from the Grange, and the wicket I think was over towards the tennis court side of the ground. So it was oops, one towards yeah. the other side. That's a massive hit. Uh, yeah, it's well, absolutely it's a, huge. Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like the green just wrap it. It's, you know, yeah. it's um, especially not, you know, it's definitely one of the better batting tracks in the whole country. But this time of year, it's not It's not going to be rapid, irrelevant yeah. to how good it is. So, um, yeah, that was some striking of the ball. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lose, you kind of want to lose to an like that. Yeah, to a guy where you can kind of just sit back and go, fair play. Yeah. Fair play. I think, um, yeah, I think one of the things probably highlights a little bit for Scotland, I think in their plans towards the end of that was, it kind of felt a bit samey and there was no, it's just a bit unimaginative, I felt. Like, there wasn't... You see, especially in the short, shorter formats of the game, the sort of the better nations. Yeah, okay, I appreciate they, they've got better players. But what they're trying to do different things. And I kind of just felt a little bit like Scotland were kind of just rocking up and doing almost what you'd expect them to do. Yeah, it was things like um, towards the end of that third game, all the Seamers other than Safi were just getting punted around the park. Least had bowled fantastically well through the middle overs and still had one left. For me, there there would be nothing to lose in chucking the ball to him for yeah. the nineteenth. Yeah, no, I, I I always think that in cricket, you know, just change the angle, change the pace, change, just do something that's if it's not working, which clearly at the end of that third game it wasn't working. Yeah, do something different because it's not going to be going any worse than what's already happening. Yeah. So. I get it's preparation for bigger things, and maybe that's where the argument lies. Um, but yeah, I think if we're going to try and compete on a higher stage and a higher level, I think we maybe need to look at, you know, just trying to be a little bit more creative in what we're doing, changing up the angle, not just kind of bowling right arm over and serving it up to exactly where the guy's looking to hit. Yeah. Um, which, while the hits were impressive, I do feel that's a little bit what happened. Yeah, um, yeah. so my overall from that was that Scotland performed okay. 
Barrington and Lee's definitely the two big positives. Um, great to see Munsey getting the runs in the last game. Yeah. Um, and did, did McLeod not get a thirty-nine? McLeod got yeah a little bit here yeah. and there. Um, slight concern over Kyle Coatser's form. Maybe um, he got three very low scores. Yeah. Uh, across the three games, um, but overall, it feels like an opportunity missed. Um, oh, definitely. It, it could have been a three 0 series. It could have. It should have been a series win over a a full member nation. Um, and albeit it is a Zimbabwe side that is in rebuild, their best player wasn't playing. Um, but it does feel like a series win against a full member nation is something that people would have taken notice of. Oh um, yeah, and for Scottish cricket. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit easy. It's easy as well for kind of. Us to brush it off and go well. Oh, it was Zimbabwe. It's a full, but it also wasn't full strength Zimbabwe. Yeah. Like so, yeah. I think it definitely is an opportunity missed, and it's the kind of thing where you know these things aren't necessarily going to come around all the time, and that's you know it's a bit of a pity that we have missed it. But there are positives to take from it yeah. at the same time, um, and ultimately the the bigger focus is what's coming next. Yeah. So. Um, well, so I suppose we've had the 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 full men's side in action, yep. but we've also had the under nineteens are in action in the European qualifier. Um, yeah, out in Spain. And yeah, but it's not. It's Desert Springs rather than. Yeah, it's not at La Manga. Not at La Manga. Almira. Um, yeah, that's right. it. Yep, yep, I was trying to remember wins. Yeah. Um. So off to Spain again, and fantastic. St- Two games so far. Yeah, just were. basically thumped Jersey and then thumped quite impressively the Netherlands. Yeah, um, bowled them out cheaply. Got there without really breaking a sweat. Um, fantastic. Yeah, which looks good. Um, so it's they play Ireland on t- Thursday, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, as we record, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I think it kind of looks like they'll probably both top the group anyway, and then they play in the final. I yes, because Ireland. Were, they were playing Jersey they, today. They'd have been playing today, yeah. But they beat Netherlands in their first game. Yeah. I actually haven't checked the score, but I assume no. they beat Jersey. I, yeah, I can't And so therefore, so. Scotland and Ireland are guaranteed to finish as the top two in the group and then go on to play each other in the final. Yeah, with uh, one... Qual- qual- well, see, it was all I'd read was it's one automatic qualifier. I don't know if this is similar to... To the women's. To the women's stuff where yeah. the next ranked person who doesn't qualify gets through but I don't know if there are under 19 rankings so I don't really know how that happens but um, maybe it's best up based on their full full team rankings yeah possibly um, wouldn't surprise me yeah so um, but no it's fantastic to see um, and yeah it's good to see that the future looks like it's doing pretty well as well because um, yeah. I think ultimately we are still in a position where we need to make sure we're ahead of the other associate nations at all um, levels, yeah. Yeah, and it does. Yeah, it does have to be at all levels. Um, I mean, it obviously helps when the Dutch can't just ship in a whole load of Australians and South Africans at under nineteen level. You know, um, you know, not that they do that, of course. Uh, oh wait, they absolutely do that. So there we go. Oh, their head coach is one of our followers on Twitter. So you can oh, be right. nice to them. Um, <laughs> but you know, fair play if you can do it. So <laughs> their Australian head coach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not the first associate nation to do it though so, no, no. Um, that's what England do is it not 
shipping all the South Africans. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and as we found out last week, Scott Styrus was actually an Australian yeah. playing for New Zealand. <laughs> so, um, yes. and, but, yeah, and, you know, Ben Stokes is a Kiwi playing for England. So, you know, yeah. that's um, Kevin who? So, yes. Who was that lad? Aye, he was all right. But um, well, that, that captain as well, he was all right. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Strice. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Anyway, <laughs> we digress. Uh, I dragged that joke on too long. Um, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of England, though, so uh, the recent news out of the England camp is they are not going to Pakistan, men or women. Yeah. Um, poor form, to be perfectly honest. All oh, right, you thought they were out of neck. So, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the wrong decision by the uh, the ECB, particularly when the British High Commission then came out and said we were fully in support of the tour. There are no security concerns that we are aware of that could have caused the cancellation of the tour. They were also, I mean, England haven't cited security, in fairness. So that the, the argument is, with security, is a bit weak. They're more citing the, the bubble fatigue and all that. They were due to be in Pakistan for four days, the men's team. Four days. Tough life. Tough yeah. life. Um, Pakistan did the ECB a huge favour last year in still coming over and getting the series done when it was being played in a complete bubble. And like it wasn't even like the ECB put them up in luxury. Did they not put them up in like a Premier Inn at Worcester or something? It was like something quite poor. Like was that. it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the Old Trafford Hotel or anything. Like, I, I, like certainly in the run up to, like in the prep time yeah. for it, because I'm sure it was Worcester they were based at. Well, okay, yeah, because the the Old Trafford and Southampton were getting used for the the West Indies games yeah. at the time when they came over. But no, I'd heard that it was like it was budget hotel yeah. that they'd put them up in. So uh-huh. yeah, it's um it is quite poor. Um you can't help but think we obviously discussed about the ashes and things like that, is this all just trying to keep players on side as much as possible to try and keep any hopes of that series alive? I don't know. But yeah, as you say, they were going for four days. I mean it all came off the back of this New Zealand security threat, which According to the Twitter rumours today, I saw, uh, so whether it's to be believed or not, that threat apparently was an email to Martin Guptill's wife um, saying that he would be killed if he went to Pakistan, or killed if the tour continued. So it's a single email to a player's wife, which apparently was the, the actual source of it couldn't be verified. So it, it feels like a very tenuous... Now, I'm going to stress that that is alleged based on the rumours on Twitter. So whether that's to be believed or not, that's up to you. But it, it all feels very bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually feel for Pakistan a bit as well. because I feel for Pakistan massively. Like, I, I feel, Obviously, I get why countries haven't gone to Pakistan in recent times. Although, having said that, I even thought that had all been dragged on a bit longer than it felt like it maybe needed to be dragged on. Um but, yeah, I feel like it's now just a little bit like any excuse to not go. Yeah, it's not like there's been a shortage of terror attacks in England over the last few years. Well, yeah. And like pretty close to grounds where cricket has been, where these international games have been played. Like there, there have been terror attacks in central London, very close to the Oval Lords. Well, bear in mind, in county cricket, 
a couple of seasons ago, a crossbow bolt ended up on getting shot into the stadium. Like, it's not like English cricket is the safest zone in the world. And then you had three instances this year where there's meant to be these extra precautions being taken in place to isolate the teams from the public. And you have three instances of a guy getting into the middle of the pitch. Yeah. We're not going to say his name. We're not, because, yeah, he doesn't deserve any airtime. No, but, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So, yeah, I think it is... Of, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Obviously, we spoke about the the absolute love for the BCCI that I have. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, it does. And I did sort of mention that England and Australia are guilty at throwing their weight around with other nations as well. And I, yeah, I just think I think this is pretty poor. Um, yeah, just. They should they simply should have gone? Um, the Pakistani public have been starved of international cricket uh, over the last decade, and look to be coming back i hope this doesn't set them back and that we do actually see more cricket more international cricket being played in pakistan yeah i don't know i th- I can't see it doing anything but setting it back to be quite honest um to yeah. have I-, I think the new zealand one on the arch on the sort of security threat element if there was an email whether it was verified or unverified whatever there's some justification in that this just feels like a big cut uh, like a big country just turn around going no don't, don't fancy it and i can't remember if this was on an on-air chat or off-air chat that we'd had after discussing the ashes but um i said i can see the ashes next year what could happen is they're meant to be playing in the west indies after australia i don't think it's straight after australia but yeah afterwards and i can see england foregoing that tour to allow the ashes to happen yeah and to be honest, after doing this, that just makes me think that's even more likely to happen because they kind of are clearly just going to pick and choose who they want to play and when. And yeah. I just think, I get COVID's tough, but come on. Yeah, it's a slippery slope and it's one that we don't want to see um, international cricket being on. Nope, it's uh, not. So, and it'd be great to get um, cricket back in Pakistan because it's a cricket mad nation. And, you know, it's all well and good trying to appeal to emerging markets, but you sometimes have to look after your own as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, poor form on that front. So, we're in agreement. IPL's um, back. You watched any of that? I haven't watched any of it. Um, An almighty choke from the Punjab Kings yesterday. It's, um, they do quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeah, no, I, I watched a lot of it when I was working from home. Um, <laughs> and I'm not now. So, uh, yeah, it's... I've not watched it yet, but no, I will stick it on when I can. It's um, yeah, yesterday the Punjab track. Kings required three from the final over and managed to choke. Wow! Lost um, two wickets in the over. Who were they playing again? The other prolific chokers, the Rajasthan Royals. The Rajasthan Royals. Who bowled the final over? Oh, I can't even remember his name. He's a young domestic player. Is that left armor? Boy, I couldn't tell. Um, I didn't watch it. The young so I quick tell you. that they've got. I can't. I can't remember his name. That's terrible. But yeah. um, we'll have to start watching these things. Seeing as we have a cricket podcast, Andrew, you know, I we know. should know about cricket. It helps. Indeed. Um, I mean, as people who've listened to us so far probably realise, we don't. But yeah. that's okay. That's. Um, I did watch some of the game today. I watched enough to see Dave Warner get out for nothing. So I that know was that's really always good. <laughs> I didn't know that Stuart Broad was playing in the IPL though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that was Warner's first competitive game since the IPL was suspended 
Hasn't played a competitive game in five months. Wow. That seems bizarre. It does, doesn't it? But Australia haven't done much, to be fair. Well, yeah, but then a load of their players were like, oh, I'm not going to West Indies and stuff. Yeah. So he was obviously one of those cried off. So. And it has been their winter and all that. So. Uh, but you would thought he would have played something somewhere. But no. Yeah, but why? Yeah, that just actually makes him not go. Well, and he didn't play in Bangladesh either. So, I mean, they have played, so he's just decided to cry off these things, so that's his own fault, and now he's got a duck. Beautiful. Good. Do you still have that it. awful tash? I think so. Oh, God. Doesn't, isn't he always, though? He's just like... <laughs> it's just part of his irritating persona, yeah. but um, we love Could people on this show. <laughs> you know, we, we're very positive. Spreading the love. Yeah. Um, he goes straight in the Virat Kohli 11, doesn't he? <laughs> Oh well, um, on a, on a podcast of eras gone by, um, you know they were both in in a in a Charlie Hunt contention. So, <laughs> so they were, um, you know. So both lovely guys. So yeah. it's uh, anyway, but yeah, but uh, you know I think we're maybe trying to drag this to a close, Andrew. And I think I, we I think are. We're just going to go with a short episode this week. Yeah, let's I go with a short episode. I think what we're going to do after recording this is we're going to record the special that you are to wait till next week to. But I'm like no. Dive in uh, head first. Dive in head first. So, just to tee it up, I think we're going to have a special episode that you can listen to after this episode, uh, which is going to be Andrew and I selecting Scottish T20 franchise teams, yeah. basically. We'll, we'll be S- winging it. The SPL. The like, SPL. That, that's been done, hasn't it? <laughs> we want it to be good. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, if you've got, as always, if you've got any thoughts on anything we've been talking about tonight, what are your thoughts on the Scotland series? Did they let an amazing opportunity slip to take one over on a full nation? Um, and what are your thoughts on England cancelling the tour of Pakistan? Andrew, where do they get us or get, get you? Us, get me on Twitter at DibDobPod. At the DibDobPod. And until then... No, at DibDobPod, not at, at the DibDobPod. Oh, at DibDobPod. DibDobPod. At Dib Dub Pod. Indeed. Yep, that's the one. Get Excellent. Us there. Get us there. See you later. See ya.